The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. Thank you for joining me. We back just like that. Another Thursday. Woo, time surely flies. But I'm grateful and feeling so blessed to be here with you all this evening. Yes, I am. Y'all know I got some things to get into. Y'all know I do. Because <laughs> that's why it's your news, our views, and it has to be exposed. Usually I've been breaking it down, you know, starting with my city here, Baltimore, okay? And then I got to tell y'all about those what in the what's and those what in the worlds. And woo chill is a whole bunch of them. So let's get it started. Again, thank you for joining me tonight. But look, if you're in here, show me some love. Holler at me through them texts. Just say, hey, hey, or just you better live. Always feel free during the show as I'm talking to make your comments. Let me know what your views are. And you know, the phone lines are always open. 443-642-9403. Come on down. Call up, talk to me, chat with me, all of that. You know, because communication is the key. And right here, we're going to comprehend, get to know, and grow together. Let's get it started. Y'all know I start with my prayer, giving all honor and glory to God who continues to grace my space and yours, making all things possible. Oh, dear Father God, I thank you for another opportunity, oh, Father God, for you just to use me to come through with that message of you better live. Oh, Father God, I ask you to keep your hands on those who are just trying to live today. Oh, Father God, let them hold on to your unchanging hand in these changing times, Lord, and in these dangerous times, may I ask. But I mean, may I say, but I also thank you, oh, Father God, just for all of the times and all of the circumstances and the situations that you have used to change us, to change us for the better. Lord, continue to work in us and work through us, oh, Father God, to bring better into the world. I thank you, Lord. I send a prayer out for anybody who's hurting, anybody who is suffering, going through grief, oh, Father God, of loss or just the thought of loss, oh, Father God. God, you know all and you see all. A lot of us are walking around with smiles that should be frowns. But I thank you, God, that it's your grace, your mercy, and your love that continues to lift us up when we are, anytime we are down, okay? You know, I get jumbled up in my words, Lord, but you know my heart. And these things I pray, amen. Amen. <laughs> 
In Jesus' name, amen, right? In Jesus' name, amen, right? Guess what, y'all? I got to let y'all know what is going on with me. Y'all know what's always going on with the goddess Shaz, Shaz Room, the Emperor's Lady Cake Mix. Yes, it be a lot. But I have to let y'all know what I be going through, you know, what be on my mind, how I'm feeling when I come through still to share my love and my light. Because that's what's up, right? That's what's up, what's up. That's what's what, what's what. So, you know, I'm always talking about like my stomach problems and everything. I'll say like that. Had a good day today, but you know what? I just, in my core, you know, like in my stomach, I just was like a little bit worried. I was like, what is going on with me today? Like, what is going on? I was happy. Then my stomach was turning. I'm like, oh, no, what is going on? And lo and behold, I really had to sit and think. Today is one of my great, great, great friends. Let me tell you, was my first love who unfortunately has transitioned from this life. But today is his birthday. Don Tannen Gaines, a.k.a. Tez, affectionately called by his family, Ton, because I used to always tease him and such. Yes. And also Dante, you know, his name was Dante, but we just said Dante or Tez, you know. Uh, Tez, wow, is my first boyfriend ever. Could nobody tell me anything. Um, but the thing is, we really grew to be great friends. He was my friend. He will forever be my friend. Even though he is no longer in his life here with me, I pray that our spirits will find each other in our next lifetime. Like, seriously, y'all, let me tell you, my friend, like, we used to use touch, known as I was 12. He used to always find a way to reconnect back with me. It's like we never lost touch. And every time we reconnected, we always just picked up where we left off. Now, and I said he was my first love, right? And that's when we were children. But once that phase phased out or whatever, I always had a special love for him. He always had a special love for me. But we were really friends. Like, in our adult years, right? He would call me, stop this. We would get together, do our little libations, get a little smoke, and just laugh, crack on each other all day long. He even got me comfortable with having a big head, okay? Because <laughs> he cracked on me so much about it. It was like he really gave me, you know what I'm saying, the ability to just laugh at myself and laugh at things. Like when I say bumps and everything, I say, like, girl, you're just like we should just crack and laugh and laugh and laugh. And of course, you know, as with all people in all relations and connections, sometimes you bump heads, you know, it ain't going to be right. if sometimes y'all don't, you know, get each other wrong, but it was always love. And we always came back to that. We used to always have a joke too, right? Like, Oh, yeah, when we get 30, we're going to get married. <laughs> no matter what we was doing or, all right, then we'll connect again. Like, oh, how old you is now? Yeah, old days. All right, well, well, when we 40, when we 45, right? And then lastly, um, before he had transitioned, he was in a horrible motorcycle accident. And I remember him like, yeah, when we 60, when we 60. So unfortunately, we'll never get that chance. But again, I pray I see him next lifetime because he definitely was a great friend. And I had so many laughs with him. So many laughs, so many good times. Um, yeah, it was some bad moments because we experienced a lot of traumas and, and, and tragedies, you know, uh, amongst, you know, just our circle of, you know, friends and throughout our families, you know, but he just always supported me 
was always a jokester. And I miss his big ears. I do, Darts Hannon. I just never thought that I would have to be saying rest in power to my friend. But yes, he has been gone a few years now. I was not able to even say my last goodbyes, but I say everything happened for a reason, y'all. God knew that I just was not ready to say goodbye. So to my dear friend, Dartan and Tess, Tan, I know you hear me. I know you are around me. Um, a lot of times I miss you and see you later, my friend. Yeah, see you later. Uh, Y'all know I'll be waiting to the end of the show usually to do the birthday shout-outs, right? But I want to get that all out of the way, just my remembrance and stuff like that of people um, before the end of the show because I got some what in the world and what in the, and some what in the what's. And I know I'm going to run my mouth about that. So before I forget, you get what I'm saying? Okay. Also, y'all know it's still Libra season. Who is up next but the Scorpios? Uh-oh, uh-oh. But a shout out to my god brother Freddie Yeah, Eastwood, Virgil Bronson. Yes, he's proud of his name. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. Just celebrating his 50th. I was able to go out over the weekend and celebrate with them. It was good to see all of my childhood, hood family, and all that good stuff. You know, some blood family and you know, all that good stuff. It was all good, good vibes, and we had a ball he did it as like you know the 50th hip-hop or whatever it, it just was it was everything he is out celebrating again tonight sorry bro i couldn't make it to that party because i'm right here doing this show but i know it's some shows going on out there and keep on celebrating east but live it you hear me and anybody that ain't feeling you you know you're saying cut the malarkey Okay, so shout out to any of you Libras who still about here Libraing and all of that. What's your scale? You know, you never know <laughs> which way it's going to go. <laughs> Sometimes with them, right? Is that the Libra or is that the Sage? I think that's no, that's the Libra. That's the that's the Libra sign, right? Because the Sage is the half man, half. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that's the Libras. So like I said, never know. But I love them and shout out to y'all for y'all birthday. Okay. Those are enough of the shout outs. And oh, my dear grandmother. I'm feeling a little some type of way because I cannot remember the exact day of her birthday, but my grandmother's birthday, I think the 23rd, October the 23rd. Also, my nephew, Booty, um, his birthday is on the 27th of this month. But I think by the time the 27th and the 23rd come, are they Scorpios? I think that's. Scorpio season and kick the nail. But anyway, their birthdays are this month in October. My darling grandmother, Adelaide Dorsey, affectionately known as Cookie, Miss Cookie, and it definitely suited her because guess what? My grandma went hard. She was hard. She was one of the hardest ladies I know, but she also had a softness about her and everything she did, it was with flavor. Yes, it's been 23 years going on. 23 years coming up in January that my grandmother has gone been gone. She transitioned from the life when I was 18 years old. I truly do miss her. Um, and who followed after her was my dear Aunt Candy in January. So yes, it's so many people that I miss, guys, but it is good. Now all I have are memories, but I'm so glad I had them. And I'm so glad, you know, that I got them. That's all that I got now. So just live it up. I'm not a big person of pictures and everything else like that, but more so now I am trying to 
take more and be, you know, engaging and stuff with people because the truth is when they're gone, that's all y'all got. So memories or the love never fades. I love to sit and reminisce about my loved ones who had transitioned. So many people who was dead to me are gone. You know what I mean? Love that I needed in my life. I'm appreciative that I got it, but mm, I miss them. I miss them. I miss the love. It always shows. And yeah, you better live. Do you hear me? You better live because if they were here today, I can always feel them and my spirit and all that. I know that that's what they telling me. They saying, guess what? It's a whole bunch going on, we know. Because that's the topic of the night show, by the way, guys, behind the scenes. And we're going to get into it. But don't worry about nothing. You can't do nothing with. Keep it going. So tonight's topic of behind the scenes, y'all know I got to come a little bit sometimes and give y'all my spill, my little bit of inspiration. And a lot of things that I'm going to be talking about tonight is like some behind the scenes stuff. And behind the scenes, when I say that, it's just that, you know, like behind the scenes and really what's going on in people's life, you just never know. How we always say you never know what somebody is going through and you never know what a person has to do to get through. I'm telling you, because a lot of times, you know, we see it in our face, you know, and we think everything is all good, but it just be so much people be dealing with. People are just trying to be behind the scenes in their life and just keep pushing forward. So, like I say, if it ever comes a time that you got to be right or kind, try to be kind. Because sometimes it, right along, it, it just don't even matter. But, yeah, behind the scenes, y'all, people be going through. People be doing what they got to do. People is not looking like what they've been through. I'm telling you, if you could just imagine what it takes to be me, because I'm just imagining what it takes to be you behind those scenes. Yes, we share things. We do. But a lot of it, we try to put it behind us, put it on that back burner and everything else like that. And what we on the scene and. It just be a mess. Yeah. I'm gonna get into more talking about that. If you had some thoughts on that, like I said at the start of the show, make sure you hit me up in these chats or on that phone line, 443-642-9403. Now let's get into it. First up, of course, you know, I gotta start with my own city, Baltimore City. Now, as you know, Baltimore City has had some financial woes with a bunch of organizations that are meant to serve for different reasons. You know, things are just not being tracked. It'd be a lot of that, a lot of that in cities and in the government as well, because I'm going to talk about that Trump stuff. He'd be lying. All of this white collar crime. But currently here in the city, just like I say, salute to first salute the Project Baltimore because hey, you know, some people be thinking that it's messy, but I love how they get in it. Do you hear me? They get in it. They get behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? So the first off in Baltimore City, um, 
beginning the start of COVID, you know, everyone was affected by coronavirus. Yes, that was the start of the 2020. And it was a lot of government funding that was given to different cities to try to, of course, combat this illness. So in Baltimore City, we received a lump sum of government funding to support us in our fight against COVID. So during that time, in 2020, because this is like when it first started with this stealing or what they alleged <laughs> with some fraudulent stuff on reporting. Yes, 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 yes. It is a Baltimore City public school employee. Our school system cannot <laughs> get a break. And this is another situation that just puts a strain on that trust and it just puts a bad light on those BC. B B C P S employees who are doing right. It's, it's really a shame. But this employee name is Lawrence Smith. He is 49 years old. He was just indicted in the beginning of September, September the 8th, I believe. So in 2005, Mr. Smith started out as a Baltimore City police officer. Um, approaching 2016, he was promoted to become like the detective of a unit that oversees the overtime. So now Mr. Smith has been indicted because what the feds are alleging is that he used his position to assign himself overtime. And mainly a lot of the stealing and fraud and this misreporting of overtime hours was done in the start of COVID-19. And let me tell you how they are alleging that he did it and what he was doing. First of all, they saying that this man got received $215,000 in overtime. So if you break that down, what they were saying, it was like 4.5 hours daily for like a year, over a year. Yes, he was saying that he was working in the beginning of the COVID, um, the pandemic, he actually was authorized to receive overtime for working at like the COVID testing sites and different other locations that were, you know, consistent with the screening, the testing, and also as the vaccination came about that as well. So he was authorized to do this overtime, overtime and baby, they saying he did it. $215,000 worth. But the issue is... Now, I know with some people that's working overtime, but the issue with Mr. Smith and what they're saying is that he was not working at all. No, they're saying Mr. Lawrence Smith was either at home, running errands, on vacations, out at wherever, socializing. He also was coaching, yes, because he was the football coach at Dunbar High School football team as well. So, yeah, y'all, they saying that he lied. He ain't worth. He ain't worth at all. Like he was billing for all this overtime. Of course, he was the head of it. So, like, then he was using his position to assign himself overtime. And yeah, he did that. <laughs> he did that. And now it has caught up to him because also what they alleged, in addition to him fraudulently um, billing for this overtime, they saying that he also tried to defraud the government. I mean, yeah. He got over on the state, <laughs> got over on the city, right, for this overtime. And then they said that he lied 
on his federal taxes in an effort to like not pay them. Yes. So currently, the Baltimore City public school system officials are speaking out against this. He has been put on suspension. I was trying to look. I don't think that he's on suspension with pay. Like <laughs> he already got paid, right? But <laughs> they're saying that it was a statement that he came out as well, saying that the charges against Lawrence Smith, including attempts to defraud city schools through false reporting, are unacceptable. Such actions, if true, because we always got to be sure to say, if true and alleged, right, erode the trust between the public and city schools employees who follow the rules and serve our community daily. Yeah, pretty much. But the, the sad thing about it is that the indictment is just coming in 2023. So three years later, like, I understand somebody being in a position to kind of oversee the overtime and department and stuff like that. But then also knowing that you're over top of that, seeing that, like, who's over top of you? Like, nobody ever seen it. And that's why I say when I first started off and just talking about this in Project Baltimore, like, I, like they be digging and stuff. And these people be acting like they ain't never seen nothing. And when I say these people, I'm talking about um, BC, <laughs> the Baltimore public school system like y'all know what's going on into project baltimore get on it yeah they didn't even make the, the superintendent uh just now resign or whatever for some texts he was sending through a hat that he wasn't even supposed to be sending and some whole other stuff but it just you amazes know, me that's why it doesn't make sense what's that that's it, that that he did all this overtime without approval because somebody yeah. needs to approve Somebody had to approve it. Even the that's why the vacation part of this doesn't even make sense. Because if he went on vacation, he had to request a vacation. And I know that about Baltimore City, everybody has to request a vacation. Yes. So it doesn't make sense. And I'm I'm kind of weary on this case because it sounds like they're not going to win some of these charges. Some of these charges mm. are kind of inflated to make it a bigger story. Yes. And see, in 2016 is when he was promoted to the detective overseeing the agency's overtime unit. So that's what right. I'm saying. I don't know if it was... Some, I'm thinking someone had to be over top of him to approve his overtime. Detective. So there is still a captain, and there still is a, a, a commanding officer at, over top of that. So that's why it, it seems trumped up. Yeah. I mean, I, well, to explain the $250,000, that, that's just... Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, right? 215. But, 215. <laughs> and, but we were in crisis mode. It, it can be explained. Yeah. And I think really it was in crisis. Right. And the, and the basis is because of that crisis, I believe that's why I got authorized, you know, for them to receive overtime anyway, because it definitely was a need for them to be at these testing sites or whatever, you know, it was a pandemic, but that's the issue. That's what they're alleging that even though it was right, delayed, the language, with that though, is that how do you explain, how can he even explain three years ago when they were in crisis? Right. Well, you know, with the feds, what I always say, um, I, I'm saying three years and it took time, but I'm guessing they were doing, you know, the investigation and making sure they were, you know, obtaining their evidence that they need. Um, but according to, you know, sources who are reporting on this and things like that, they do have evidence like what they say alleged or the different things that he was doing otherwise. So I guess 
and checking his documentation and his overtime and the times that he was supposed to be at certain locations doing COVID testing um, and things like that. Like, yeah, he was seen socializing out, <laughs> even though he was with social distancing. That's the, that's he, the point right there. He you, was at home. Like, um, 4.5 hours a day. Just because you stop work and go work and go do something else, but came back and started working again, that doesn't that, that doesn't negate the fact that you may have did four point five hours per day. You can go socialize. Socialize ain't gonna be twenty four hours. Right, right, right. When it's twenty four hours, it's between the times, and they they were averaging it out. So I don't know if he was actually reporting four point five hours a day. I think they were trying to just make like you know, like make a give a person a picture of it like mm -hmm. all of the overtime that he was assigning to himself kind of averaged out to about that amount so i don't know if it was actually him billing for four and a half hours a day but that's just it that's what they're alleging that uh several of his assignments when he was supposed to be in overtime he just simply was but not it, there it, because it, my problem is it can be explained if he was over top of overtime and he had to prove other people's overtime every time he answered his phone was work mm. And could be that's what I, I want to hear his side. That's what I said. They don't have no yeah. problem. And hopefully no from his attorneys. And guess what? Hopefully his lawyers or whoever is representing him. That's also um something I think he has obtained counsel now. But when this first came out, so I'm looking back on the information when it was first reported on like September the 8th. So mm, excuse me. Hopefully they can argue that for him. But it, that's exactly what they're saying. Now, at the beginning of COVID, they're saying that that's when he allegedly did the most of the fraud. But they're also saying that it continued. So as well as he was the school police and then promoted to the detectives over this um overtime unit and overseeing it, he also was a high school football coach. So they're saying, like, he would assign himself overtime to be somewhere, but he actually was on the field coaching football. Or um, so it all wasn't. Just because he was coaching football doesn't mean that he could not pick up that cell phone in the midst of doing coaching. To but you can't go to Bill. To give you, approval for but overtime. But you can't go to Bill. And then, them, uh, and, and no, then at the same time, those are all within the same hours. And you might be coaching football, but you are the one that's in charge of overtime. So if somebody calls you and tells you, I need to do overtime at this unit or at this location, you have to approve that. He has to approve that. So when he picks his phone up, he's automatically working. Right. And I get that, but it's still within the same time frame. No, not he's off and coaching football, he's off. But if somebody calls and says, I need approval for overtime, now you're working again. Right. And I don't know if it was within the school days. You're definitely making some good points. I'm just and saying then, it just doesn't add up because they, like you like you like you're trying to make the point that he did two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in overtime. Is that in one year or is that in the course of the three years? Of the and that's years? what and that's what I don't know. They and did see, the, the, the information I've seen officers of the Baltimore City Police Department do it. Right. Well, you know some, I some work in double shifts about, and stuff like that. Right. And you know, something came out about this before. In regards to him. So I, I don't know. I, I guess that's when they were first looking into it. And I think mm -hmm. that was back in 2022. So again, the indictment has just come this that's year. That's why they didn't fire him. And that's what I'm seeing now. That's why they didn't fire him. They suspended him. They didn't fire yeah. him because he probably can prove all of this. 
Right. Well, I mean, I don't I know why you know. like that when you enrich your whole career without being able to prove that I was working. I don't know. I don't know. Well, BC, that part about that vacation thing because he had the request to go on vacation. He can't just leave. He got a commanding yeah. officer. Somebody, yeah, somebody had to know something. That's what that's what I'm saying. If it is, if it is that all true, you get what I'm saying. Uh, one, I just want to say it's a shame mm -hmm. that he was able to do it. You know, for whatever period of time and what they are alleging that he done, he did. And then because also, it's the a shame that she will be like greedy. If it's overtime, there was timesheets. If there was timesheets, there's somebody to approve it. So that's why I'm I'm calling foul. I'm calling bull. I'm calling bull. Wow. Well, because there is time that you can steal. But I'm, just, I'm just saying, if I don't know about that was done, or he was a fool. Because the point is, if he got his timesheets approved, the, that doesn't fall on him. That falls on the approver. Yeah, but it still is saying that that's what you did. You know, when you sign the shine a timesheet, you are saying that what you are uh, um what you are reporting is true. So first, and, and I get that point. Officer first, is the one that's the, supposed the, to review it and say that this is not right. Can you explain why you had this much in overtime? I do it every day. I'm an accountant. This yeah, is yeah. And I, I get that. And it comes in for 50 hours in overtime. I'm like, how you do 50 hours in overtime? Right. Can you explain this? Can you tell me what you were working on so I can get mm -hmm. this, make this legitimate? Right. And I get that. You know what I'm saying? And I get that, that all of that definitely should have been happening. So as you bring up those points, aside from him and in this indictment, if that's the case, like how you say, you know how the mm -hmm. process go, somebody else need to be asking some questions. Yeah. Or somebody it's else need to be somebody else need to be under the hood. Yeah. It wouldn't be his fault if he got it improved. If he even if he even sent one email that said, Commanding officer, I am going to be working overtime for 30 hours this week. I'm going to have mm -hmm. overtime for 50 hours this week. I'm going to have overtime for 60 hours. Then it, it just shuts down that whole entire case because he got approval. Right. Regardless of Ooh. what I was doing in my personal life, if I got approval to do this much overtime, then this, that's blanket, period. Right. And I, and like I said, you know, I always be saying, I get that. <laughs> but also, the truth for the matter is that if you know you wasn't working and you was reporting it, you're wrong. <laughs> you you wrong. You know what I'm saying? You and Yeah, you was being greedy. That That's what it was. It was some information coming out about him because and back in 22, when he was a football coach, where people were saying like he was doing different deals in regards to like charging people fees or something like that for the use or utilize Dumball Field, where they was like charging to come in the game and the school wasn't being um, put back. I mean, the, the the that money wasn't being put back in the school. It was some stuff about this. So this isn't the first time that Mr. Lawn Smith has been, you know, his name has came up for like some fraudulent or some illegitimate stuff. So we'll just see. Like I say, I ain't saying he guilty. I ain't saying he's not guilty. Again, right, I'm giving you that news. That's what all that matters on that. I mean, it may have came up, but you can't choose. You can't if you can't prove it was done. Because what's the end result of that? Was he fired? Yeah. Is he still the coach? If he's still the coach and all that and stuff, I think he, anything to do with him. I think that they did. I think that they did wind up letting him go. I'm gonna look back into that because you mm -hmm. know, you know, you know, you know, you said do the dad going um do my little research. 
encourage sometimes too much but i'm gonna look back into that because now that we're talking about this that's what i recall his name from but yeah again you know i guess it's gonna be when it all is said and done it's either gonna be shame on lord smith for lying or shame on baltimore city public school system for not catching the scene right or shame on them for accusing him of something he didn't do <laughs> that part too right that part too. what the end result is going to be he's going to sue the hell out of baltimore city and then we're going to be where we're going to be then I don't know. I seen a little footage of him walking out of like the uh, <laughs> out the courthouse and stuff like that back in September. He looked a little quiet. I don't know. You know, maybe just a humble brother or whatever the case is or, or whatever. But I'm, I'm just assuming if he was in this position in 2016, uh, he got it in 2016. Not saying people got time for him, whatever the steal, but you know, the fact that they're alleging he would wait until 2020 to start something like he could have been you know but again i think there was some other stuff about when he was the doesn't even make sense because even in 2020 somebody had to authorize the use of all this excessive because it would be excessive overtime right right and again i don't know it could have started in 2016 2017 but the, the prosecutors are saying that the most of it occurred in the early days of COVID 19 which was in the beginning of 2020. That's what they're saying. And that's when he was authorized to do the overtime to be at these testing sites and things of that nature. So it sounds like they're trying to catch someone and they're trying to catch somebody and they're using him as the scapegoat because now they caught my his, his tax returns and all that kind of stuff. My but issue is my issue is like why nobody is saying nothing on or not like that you project Baltimore say something. But what does that's that what saying? That's why we put them bad. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They try. It sounds like they're trying to. They they went from one end to the spectrum and then went to his tax returns to try to catch him somewhere. To right. Try to say something about something, because it was like they don't have enough here with the overtime stuff. So let's look at your tax returns and see what you did on your tax returns for these years. Yeah, that's and what they said. You're going to use this. This they said this. he tried to avoid paying federal income taxes. That's what I'm saying. Taxes. Now he's trying to use this and this. We're going to use this and this to see if we can get you. Right, and the two hundred fifteen thousand two, right, and the two hundred fifteen thousand two, in the way that it's being reported, like I don't know what time frame that mm. was. So just like the points that you made, you when know, if it started in twenty sixteen, they wouldn't have been able to go back to two thousand. Not on tax returns, you can't go back that far. Three right, years. but but I'm just speaking on the two hundred fifteen thousand dollars that they said that he was fraudulent and reporting in the overtime so again like what what I'm saying. they trying to they but they're trying to stack charges All yeah. right, so now we, we can't get you on the overtime thing we're gonna try to see if we can get you on your your, your tax returns so here we go work out but we probably get you on one count of something right and again with that amount of money and again with that amount of money like if he started in 2016 and all of this if they're saying like he was reporting the overtime from then up in 2022 just like you said the need was there and it, it is possible if and it was again, within the time frame without a time sheet so somebody approved the overtime for years for years i know they ain't saying that he just did every it for week, one year. every week or every two weeks whenever they get paid they got approval on that overtime and if you wasn't questioning it, then that's on the approver. That's what they're saying. They're saying he was just he was just doing it a little bit before COVID. But when COVID hit, 
<laughs> I say that's why I call bull crap. That's I call bull because if he was a detective, he's been doing overtime, regardless of the fact that he's hourly, apparently, and overseeing money. That's a problem right there in and of itself because you shouldn't be overseeing money as an hourly employee. Mm. Period. That's a salary position. You've already made yourself exempt. Mm. So if that's happening, that's on you again. Which would make you not subject to receive overtime. That would exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you made this problem your own mm. when, you, when you approved him to be promoted and did Say not make him exempt while overseeing money. Mm. Say it. When hours turns into money, that's when you become exempt. Yes, they be playing a lot of games with these and then funds. They see other people's overtime, which makes you managerial, which also makes you exempt. Yes, yes. So this All is their that. problem. This is Baltimore City's problem. I see their failings here. I don't see this young, this man's failings. I see the agency that he works for's failings. And unfortunately, we see it time. In time and time again, within this agency, you know, goat. this is their scapegoat, and they yeah, these type of issues, and then it tends to be put on one person as if I'm not the employee and you are the employer. So, just like I was making the point, if he did it and he's did what they alleged, yeah, shame on him. But if he was able to do this and it was fraudulent, whatever, then it's still shame on Baltimore City. It's still it's, their problem, it's, it's still it's the agency's right. issue. Not it's this man. Is. He is being scapegoated into falling for this crime that they allow to happen, even if he wasn't even trying to do a crime. Right. He's now being subject to being a criminal because they failed. Right. And might I add that this is not the first time something like this has happened. I'm thinking even back in 2016, that's why he was promoted to the position or whatever that it was anyway to oversee overtime because, you know, to try to prevent such issues or such fraudulent reporting. So from that, from that statement you just made right there to oversee overtime makes him a manager. Yeah. To oversee overtime of other people makes him a manager. Yeah. And then the financial transaction makes him should have made him exempt because overtime is money. So now you're managing I'm money and people, which makes you in a manager's position, you should have been exempt. Now, that would have killed the overtime, but he would have probably had a lawsuit because if he was actually working all these overtime hours, right, then they would have compensated for it in his salary. Then yeah. he still would have been, this still would have been an end result. Probably Project Baltimore still would have covered it. All these people are making all this, open, are, are doing all this overtime, but not earning pay for it. Which right. way do you want to take this? Like, Right. Which way do they want to take this? Because he has all these scenarios, and hopefully his lawyers are thinking in the same way I'm thinking. Like, how dare you condemn him for what y'all allowed for years right. while mm. spending government money that y'all got for a pandemic? That's not mm. this isn't a PPP loan where this was his money that he was spending that he got from the government. This is the government getting government money. The government getting government money and giving a non-managerial person oversight over it. Mm. Well, that's this not the only problem. instance. That, that's not the only instance that's being questioned here. BC, um, PS, of course, the city period in regards to those COVID relief funds that were um, relinquished, were given to Baltimore City. We also have more news coming up about the safe streets um, and them spending uh, monies. Um, they're not under any type of audit and prog 
processed or anything else like that, which people are calling very questionable. Um, they just took a trip to Vegas because of how you can settle you, you, you were in crisis. Yeah, mm -hmm. you should have these things in place, but that would be on current programs that you already identified that were created in advance of a, uh, a public crisis that would have had an audit function. But these are stuff, this is stuff that happened in the moment. And y'all gave funding in the moment. There was no way that they could actually implement an auditing process. Maybe now they can. That's why they're, that's the stuff that's coming up because now you're auditing those years. But in the moment, right? In the crisis, but the should have just been in an auditing process state. anyway because they are an agency, a city agency that does function outside of city hall. So they're under the audit. So people are saying in regards to that that that's the issue. Period. That they don't have an overseer. <laughs> Well, I, I disagree with that because that's what the controller is for. The controller yeah. is the overseer of all, of all financial matters that happens in the city. Mm, so right. I call that's why I said I mean the and I and I say controller, but I mean the director of finance, the director right. of finance. Right. And respectfully, As you know, know sorry, I know we, we kind of I know we kind of shift over you guys to talk about. You know, safety. As you know we kind of didn't have a director of finance for a couple months every time they kept transitioning to hiring and changing them because that's not a voted on position. And we talked about that before, too, that yeah, turned around because there was no one there. So that's probably where these issues are coming from, too, because there was no party, nobody to oversee because the job kept changing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the state street. Not, and that's, not an position. that's a horrible position. And, and all that of that stuff. I got shot back out somebody who was doing this. Mika. What's up, Mika? The style lounge. I think I seen a comment. What's up, girl? Hey, 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 hey. You know what, Mika? You better live. And if you live in you know you gotta go hang like Mika. Up there on Merlin Avenue at the Style Land Boutique, who can definitely help you live and live comfortably. She got something for everybody. Hey, sis, you know, I love you. Kiss, 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 kiss. But yeah, Marnie, I am right, 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 right with you. It's just a whole bunch, and especially the whole bunch coming out now that they're looking into, you know, a whole bunch of this COVID relief money saying that it was misappropriated, wasn't being sent, wasn't tracked. It's just too many questions. Um, The things that I was just now ready to bring up that they were talking about safe streets with like, you know, tremendous still, um, sin, I mean, spending on like tennis shoes and they just took a Las Vegas trip, had a ball tab of 2500 Now, I know they were questioning like about the shoes and different things and that. And, and one thing that I know for a fact where I can say because I was able to witness a lot of stuff behind the scenes on those projects is like when it comes to like the tennis shoes and I have a 21 and Bath and Body Works or whatever else like that. I know this organization does do a lot of community events. And in their community events, they are definitely big on give back. Um, so I can say that, that I know. And I don't know if some of them would there so some tenders and stuff like that. But a $1,500 bill um, for a shoe city, for shoes, when you giving out. I, I didn't seen them. Give out 300 400 Pairs of sneakers, all sizes, all, you know, winter time come, give out all types of shirts. I mean, coats and all of that stuff. And yeah, that stuff does cost money. So I can say that. But then also, you know, with Project Baltimore is getting into, like I said, for the audit and just needing someone to oversee it. Um, that Safe Streets organization being ran out of the Monzi department, who was also down. 
um, City Hall. That's the Mayor's Office on Neighborhood Safety and Engagement. That's what Munzee stands for. Um, so Safe Streets is one of those programs that is ran under that Munzee umbrella. So just like I said, I got fam who work with them. I work closely um, with Safe Streets and my last position and everything else like that. And I'm just saying, you know, uh, they they do, you know, in regards to that and giving back, they do. They do a lot for the community. But again, I think that it has to be revised and revamped because initially that is not only the mission. So they have different ways that they feel that are creative and constructive to give back. Like, yeah, with neighborhood kids that are um, less fortunate, you know, we they dealing with people living in high poverty areas and something, wouldn't be appreciative of some, some shoes, you know, when school starts, school uniforms, book bags, coats for the winter, all of that good stuff, who wouldn't? Um, but the Safe Streets um, whole initiative was put in a place to try to combat some of the census violence um, in Baltimore. One of their biggest slogans was stop shooting, start living. And I think they have to do um, more activities and really reach to the population who are, are really being affected by that. Not saying that it's not the kids because they are. And as you know, in Baltimore, they're getting younger and younger being engaged and such um, violent crimes. Um, but the main thing that I do think they need to focus on is the conflict resolution, getting people to be able to communicate, being able to, you know, comprehend each other and all that good stuff where, you know, community events, that's cute. That's cute to give stuff away. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. But it, it's definitely more that can be done throughout that program. And and in different ways they can give back to the city. So again, there's a lot of people too that I know have left it um, or have been let go <laughs> from that organization. And there's quite a few people who I know who still remain. So I just pray that those good people that's still there and up in there do good by safe streets because they just get a lot of backlash. They really do. They really do. Just like everything, you know, we talked about that before sometimes, you know, when people are uh, basically put in place to do a certain things and things aren't going the way that people expect them to go, then they tend to get the blame. But the, the, the crime that we had here, definitely it was here before State Streets came about. But that was one of the main reasons why we needed that. Even going back <laughs> to the office of Lawrence Smith, how we was talking about, like, again, I don't know when the, this fraudulent reporting of his overtime poses took place, but then considering when they saying it started in the early of the COVID 2020, that's mainly when he did it. Um, I do, I, I see how that was necessary and it was necessary for him to be promoted to oversee it and all of that good stuff. I just think they just need to keep their eye on it. That's it. They, and you know, that's what I know from behind the scenes. A lot of time in the city, they'll put people in certain positions and it's kind of like, bam, you there. And I get it. You there. That's your job. That's what you're hired to do. But it's kind of like, I'm telling you, I've been there. You there. This is what you do to do. And it's really nothing more aside from that. But, you know, you know, training, you know, a lot of times they train and shit. I hate you. But a lot of this stuff, 
that they keep on bringing up and they alleging for the fraudulent and stuff like that. You can't train people not to do those things. That has to do a lot with ethnics. Y'all know what that is, doing the right thing when nobody is watching and everything else like that. So, um, unfortunately, in jobs and stuff like that, yeah, people get hired for good jobs, but they not there to do good at all. They there to do what they can do. <laughs> Get that dollar, you will be saved, the root of all evil, and carry on. So my prayer is just that we get more of good spirits getting into these positions or whatever. And that's no slight on these people that are already on these in these positions. Even Mr. Smith, because I, I mentioned he was the football coach. So uh, if you talk to the students of Dunbar High School and a lot of people that he said the opportunity to, like, coach, like, yeah, they love them. They love them. So it's just, it's the same thing with safe streets. You know, it's a lot of people in the neighborhood, even with the employees, because again, they pull people from the community to work with their community. People love them, you know? So it's just always sad when you look on the news. And I remember being there, right? And they would, they would let you know. They would let you know that they're going to report on y'all. They're going to do things. And of course, never talk to them. So you see a lot of that. They running down on people. Nobody got nothing to say. Nobody want to talk or anything else like that. So, I don't know. That's what's going on in Baltimore. Keep your eyes open because it is our news and things like that definitely beneath your views. But keep your mind open because one thing that we know, keep your mind and your heart open because one thing that we know is that everything is seen possible, that everything ain't what it seems. And a lot of stuff being alleged, people can say anything, did anything, whatever else like that. But sometimes that's not the case. There's two sides of the story. Then it's always the truth. But God knows. God knows. That's what I'm saying. Just because it came out and these things are alleged or whatever, don't always take it as that's what it is. Because just like how Moni said, it could be some scapegoat, comp, you know, some of that type of stuff going on. Whole bunch of questioning about that COVID money, the city looking bad, and they got to say, oh, it was them. But again, y'all supposed to be the overseers of all of this. They employees, you are the employer. So, you know, do better. So these people, if that's the case, they should have been out of there. It should have been some type of revamp or revise <laughs> of what everybody is doing. Because, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And I laugh, too, you know. And I, I just want to say that, that a lot of times when it's in areas who are low income or who serve that population or whatever else like that, when things like that happen or come to money or something like that, they always think <laughs> somebody's stealing. <laughs> they always think somebody's stealing. And it's not necessarily uh, a black or white thing, but it does tend to seem like when it's supposed to be somebody black, they make it, oh my gosh, to be the worst. That's what I was saying, too, because it was that day one man. Who was that? Was it Brett? One of them. I don't want to quote no names, but yeah, it was still in the food fence. That head came out. You didn't hear about that. They still in food stamps now. Off of people. Oh, there ain't nobody going to tell me that ain't no inside job. But <laughs> I is high is up. But I don't know. Just keep your eyes open and your heart opens, too. And just pray for that. Something, something got to be, something going to come out and the truth is going to come to light. So we will see. We will see. Also, some what and the what's that everybody is talking about 
all over the world, just to make some mentions. Yes, this is really war. Yes, yes, yes. That Palestine, the money, y'all to hit all of that. I ain't even want to stay on it. Okay. I just wanted to make a mention of it. Um, prayers to everybody being affected for that. Um, and in that situation again, I ain't even looking at the right along. I'm just really praying for peace. So peace and God continue to have mercy. Uh, what is another thing that I wanted to talk about? Oh, yes, like a what and a what? Mid Money was talking about this yesterday. Jada Pickett. It was supposed it's supposed to be an interview that is coming on. I think that it's airing tomorrow, guys. This is definitely a what and a what, because that's how I was at first. I I ain't gonna lie. So you know what? We don't need to just go on and get a divorce because I'm sorry, Jada Pickett. <laughs> Embarrassed him, but then when I sit and thought about it, and then of course, from having a good discussion, uh, with money, I'm like, wait, you know, this stab behind the scenes that they coming out, and guess what? Will was aware <laughs> when she go on this interview. A lot of times before interviews like that, they are aware of what questions are going to be asked, so she was well prepared to report on this. Uh, so what Jada Pickett has told, what's the lady name? I forgot, but I know it's supposed to air on um, and NBC, I think a comb or something. Hold I don't know. Huh? Hold a copy. Hold a copy, yeah. So she sat down with her in this exclusive interview. Um, right here, she was in Baltimore um, visiting her whole time. That's why I say salute to her, too, because I, I have nothing but love for real for Jada Pickett, because she definitely writes the hometown. Um, and yeah, she loved my favorite rapper, Tupac, whose murder or alleged killer has just been detained and um, is ready to stay in trial too for the murder of him. But Jada Pickett, what she reported on this interview, what is being kind of like snippets to come out, I guess to promote this interview and let us know how just juicy it is. The main thing that I was seeing and all the promotion was, was her letting it be known that since 2016, her and Will Smith have actually been living separate lives. Yes. Jada says that she has made a promise to Will and him making it back to her is the same that it is nothing that will ever call for them to divorce. Whatever they go through, they can work through. So since 2016, because this is just coming out, of course, it's been all types of allegations before about their relationship and their partnership, their family as a whole. Y'all know she handled the entanglement, all that other stuff, the infamous slap of Will Smith, um, slapping Chris Rock, not a Will Smith, but Will Smith giving a slap, rocking, <laughs> rocking Chris with that daggone slap and everything else like that. So she talked a little bit on that too, saying that she thought it actually was a skit. So she's going to talk about that on there, but I, it was real interesting. I'm like, damn, since 2016, my first thought was, now girl, if that's how y'all been living, Jada, why you got to come and say something now to embarrass this man? That's what I first was thinking. But again, I think that it, it's a way to show true partnership, true family, you know, and, and, and basically saying everything don't call for divorce. Like they really friends. 
They're really friends. At this point, they are really friends. Their children grown, they are really friends. And Jada said, that's the promise that she ain't breaking. You know, if I go, will you get it? Why? You know what? I just had this thought real quick, too. Why is it that we, because you did it just now, I mean, you did it last night, too. You automatically went to I did. (laughs) Will Smith being the victim and her, her truth being a mess, and you know her truth. Being you know what, they be they they be trying to make Jada seem like she is so like shady. But shady anytime that you see it's, her, shady is also it's like shady and strong at the same it time. Is. Like she, and, like and she really does. And she really does come off like really so like humble. Nothing her. Like she just like blah. Yeah, I, I, I see other people see her like she's right. In stature, she's a small little creature. She does. She's the smallest bitch on the planet. And she'll do whatever she wants to make herself look good. That's what I keep getting from people. Right. And I'm trying to figure out where is that coming from? Why? Like she devious, like, right? Yeah, like she devious. She's like so to me. And again, because just like how we talked about when I'm talking about all this other stuff, it, it's just crazy how social media or things can be put out to you and give people these opinions about it's you. It's funny. It's funny. And they really Will don't Smith even know what goes on behind the scenes of it all. Like Exactly. And Will Smith had months. If he wanted to do an interview like this, he had months where he could have right. did his own. This is hers. She has to come back for her own strength. She has to bring yes. herself back to life. She has to bring her own career back to life. And this interview is her method of doing so. Right. And what what I love though about the money, as much as much hate, (laughs) as much hate as they have received as a couple, and of course Jada Smith by herself, and of course even in the incident with the slap, it was her fault. It was her fault. It was her fault. All of it was her fault. How can you put all of that on one person? How do you put all of that on one person? Will is a grown ass man. Mm. And, it, and it's his woman that's the that's going to take the brunt of the blame for anything that he does. That's that's mm. sexist. That's very mm. sexist. Mm. Because you believe well, that's the same way with her entanglement. The same way with her entanglement. Like people were saying, you know, if it was on the other hand and it was Will messing right. with or whatever, it would have well, been a whole this this agreement between them to burst all of our bubbles on how this is not actually her fault. We are not together. We are separate. We are living in a partnership and that blows everybody's idea of her being the one that's in control apart. She's in control of herself and he's in control of himself is what she's basically saying. And when it's time to come together, that's when to we come together. family for in the we come together in the crisis, but the right. crisis started of, of us apart. But we right, came and in the midst of events, um, <laughs> anything that they're doing, they support one another. You never really hear them, even even things that they've been going through, and even her coming out with this. You never hear her talk down about on will. That's what I say, and then you notice that That's all like, of the stories yeah. of them. I mean, it'd be real, it'd be real shit, like in a relationship or her just talking on her man. And that's what she was saying too. She did make a statement is that she felt like, you know, since they merged by the time it got to 2016 and they had decided to live separate lives, she was like, I think we were both still just like, um, you know, had the idea of what we thought each other were. Mm-hmm. And when 2016 came, it's like, no, this not who you are, you know what I mean? So they decide to separate, but then they still function as a family. Yeah. 
Like everything that she was doing, he was supporting. Even the Oscars where Will did that um that sled, they was there together as husband and wife. Mm -hmm. That's why he said, keep your wife's name out my mouth. You know, even with the entitlement, when she spoke on it and was off, um, you know, and did stuff like that, you know, everybody was screaming, you know, that it was just outrageous and all this disrespect and it was against Will and she was having an affair, but she was honest about it. And she was talking to her husband. That's why, I know. like I told you last night, I think all of this was by design. All mm. of them by design because nothing is going to take their star power from them. Oh, wow. You, you could try your hardest to try to bring down this couple, but nothing is going to take that star power from them. And then, not to mention their business. Their business is so intertwined between the two of them. Every time they act, it's through their company. Every time they make a movie, it's through their company. Every movie that they've made together is through that company. So there's royalties that's coming through. They're not messing that up. And y'all not going to make them mess that up. Right, right. That's, that's money that they're going to have for life. And again, you know, just like I said, I've never been able to embrace Jada face to face. But just like I said, when I watch on things, um, the little snippets from the interview, I, of course, watched the Red Table Talk um, where she had an episode where she met back up with a different world family. Um, I seen something before on... Um, Tommy Davids uh, was reporting that him and Jada was doing like a like a movie. They were doing a project or something and she noticed something was wrong this particular day. He had just met his biological mother and she noticed it and he was saying, you know, it just wasn't about my, you know, she was like, uh-uh. She pulled him to the side. He had told her what was going on and she was like, oh, that's a wreck for the day. So, it, like I said, she just always come off so humble, so peaceful so serene, they're like so loving, so caring. So I don't know. They just be making Jada out to be this witch. <laughs> I get to see how the August they just be, they got out to be this that witch. That entanglement situation was just so, it was so, it could have been a lifetime movie for real. But, mm. I mean, he was sick. She was there to help him do his sickness. And then they crossed the line. I can see that's it happening. It. They're human. That's it. And that's what I think it was. I he think he was going to die. Because you know Jada. Right. And Jada, you know, even with my boy Pop and stuff like that, we talk about that too before them trauma bones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. when you, sometimes when you uh spur like that with light and love or whatever like that. Attracted to with August. You did. Was attracted to his trauma and the yes. trauma he was going through and the fact that he was sick and she was so caring about him being sick that it, it slipped that blurred the lines. Right. I mean, that's what we, we fail to realize. Like, how do things start? It wasn't like she was seeking. I don't believe she was seeking him when he was playing with Jada, uh, Jaden and Willow. Right, with the like, kids and stuff yeah. like that. I don't think that was what it was. I thought he, I think it was because he got sick and he was dying. Right. And, and, some, and a lot of people, and a lot of people use that, that intimacy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And those connections to connect with people and stuff like that when they going through. So mm -hmm. I think that it kind of started with that and it, and it was intimate and then they had this sexual intimate right. connection I think it was as kind of well. He, it, he tried to portray himself because he tried to portray himself as, you know, as the victim. Right. He did. Right. He did. He definitely did. <laughs> but, but that's because like he was trying to, you know. Like he wasn't an adult in the yeah, whole time. Kind of, like he was a child. He like he was came out like he was an adolescent. Like she she sexually assaulted him. Like she no. molested him. And yeah, like he right. was <laughs> like 
Like he ain't what he was kind of given, and and I was just I was calling bull on the whole entire situation anyway because I could see the hurt between him, his hurt. I could see his hurt because she didn't actually want to be with him in life. Mm. Because again, nothing's gonna fuck up this coin and this family, right? That I've we already built. We did it. So that's what I was saying for like the intimacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was hurt that he was, that she is, wasn't gonna stay with him, right? And it is true that some people use that. You know what I'm saying to connect with each other, like to try to show their love. How many times you was in an argument or you knew somebody was going through? Because it, you somebody just to make a scale and make a scale and say August Alcina on one hand, my family and Will Smith on the other hand. Will, Will Smith and the family is gonna win every single time. All of a sudden, you out. And, and that's that's what you wait, a wait a minute. That's how she, that look, and that's how she put it out there too. That's like, how she did it. That entanglement. <laughs> like, like, oh, it's coming, nothing. You could tell he was always coming from a place of hurt. And that's fine. That's fine. You can be hurt and you can publicly say you're hurt, but don't be a victim because you were not. Mm. You were a participant, a willing one. And that's one thing that they definitely. Will and Jada, they do not um, play victim. You know, they come out with them. And you know, they human. You know, Will Smith with this class, her with the entanglement, even her saying or notifying about this separation since 2016. You know, some people may look at it as, uh, what, what, whatever else like that. But I think it is really powerful to let, like, love overpowers, like, whatever they're going through as friends. And, and quite frankly, you know, from the start of their merge, even up to now, I think they need each other. And that's why, you know, they understand each other. It's it's very rare, Moni, to, we make connections with people all day, but, you know, it's a great thing. You know, they say when a man finds a, a wife and, and, and vice versa, a wife finds her husband, her mate, just to even have that person that can connect to you and understand you in that way, why would I ever let that go? And I think that's, you know, that's what she said. She made that promise. It's nothing. Like, they know they friends. They family. And they gonna always be family. So, they separated. But they not talking about no divorce. And just like right. I started off first saying it at the beginning and, and plan for this interview, we knew she was coming to share this information. I'm sure she shared that with him. Because like I said, she she definitely shows the utmost respect for him, regardless of what the situations or the issues that they had. It's just that, you know, when stuff happened, people just automatically, like like I said, they don't know all behind the scenes. So they like just give them... I, I wish they just would because what could have solved all of this for them, all of their issues, if they just would have said in 2016, we're going to live in an open relationship. Mm. That would have solved a whole bunch of this this confusion, and then the entangle that would have did the issue with the entanglement. That would have did that issue because you you can't now claim that I'm not I'm with Will all the time because we're and that's basically what it is. Yes, that's basically what it is because that's what this interview is confirming, and they're just not saying it that we have not been we've been separated since 2016. So we're that's in basically open what it is, and they know what it is. Yeah. So y'all need to stop being so daggone judgmental because how many of y'all? <laughs> How many of y'all wish y'all could be in this situation? Right. Because it's so many people that are in this situation, but they are miserable. Because one, you know, have a husband and have a wife that doesn't want to divorce you and still wants to be with you in partnership and make this money. 
and still build your family up to be the first family of the black culture? Yes. And That's don't want to be talking about Jay Z. You. Just don't want to talk about Jay Z and Beyonce, but man, Jada Pinkett and Will Smith, Power. Are you, did I say that for the I, I say that for the movie industry. They're the first black family of the movie movie industry. Yes. Not just you know, not just cult black culture, but the movie industry. Yeah, I got because I give Jay Z and Beyonce of you know of music. Right, <laughs> but I'm just saying, far as like you know, but uh, you know, powerful co couples. They don't really even get that credit. Even her love for Tupac. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. she was able to be honest about that and, and you know, and, and her feelings with her children and Will was aware of it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And the way, you know, it was put out about that and everybody like, oh, that's disrespectful or whatever. But like, to me, that, that's powerful. When you when you can be your transparent self, that that's what the issue is. Too many of us, you know what I mean. We get the devil, you know, we wear this mask. People don't know who it's who, but like I'm saying, that's their business, and they still running the business and they maintaining it. And you know, kudos that them. But like I I came on, I thought I was being honest because when I first seen it, I was so now. Wow, but you you know what, Jada. I'm hard here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this I was the point. I was talking about Jada Pinkett. In the scheme, I'll stop talking about her. But that's how you do it. You got to keep yourself out there in the media, yeah. in the public eye. And it, she and felt wrong. And the image this is leading back up to, like I said about the Red Table Talk, they, you know, Facebook, the Facebook Watch has now been disbanded. They're not doing that no more. So right. that's where their show was primarily at. They've been shopping that show all around every network. And I do believe it got picked up by another online platform. So it's coming back. So this is the preamble. That, this yeah, right here, the copy is the preamble to Red Table Talk coming back. Basically, and Jada Pickett, get that coin. <laughs> exactly, because it was very, that show is very successful. Get it, was that just, coin. it was the one thing that was leading Facebook Watch, but it yes, couldn't hold Facebook Watch together because of the expense of it. But it was the one thing leading Facebook Watch. So it's a successful show that's going to be picked up by somebody. Yes. Because they was, because no, I don't think anybody in the current history. I don't think anybody has been able to get the guest that they've had mm -hmm. on that show. Right. The bring like that. And, and they're not only, you know, the guests, like I'm saying, like even the guests that they used to bring on, like I said, I got a, the, the opportunity to look at the one where she brought on a whole different world, you know, cast yeah. and stuff like that. And they did that. That was an awesome show. Mm -hmm. um, several shows when she just basically brought her family to the table. And they and they talked about stuff with Will, with her daughter, you know what I'm saying, with her mom, you know, this different stuff and just you know that transparency, you know, her talking about her life in Baltimore. Well, they weren't being mother. transparent because now she's telling the truth. So it wasn't yeah. really but it was something. <laughs> 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 because now she's telling the truth. Oh, you know, wow. you see, because in, in that interview with her and Will, it was like an apology tour. Between them two, and they were they did never mention that they were separated in 2016. No, that was from that whole entire show. So it wasn't a whole lot of truth. It was a whole lot of cover up. Right, but I don't, I don't, but I don't really think that it was the cover up. I think it was just. I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm talking about the separation part because they could have said it then. 
when they were right, both about, like, when the same thing happened and stuff. Yes, when they were both sitting at the table, they could have said they're gonna be like, separate. "Look, you're not cheating on my husband. Right. <laughs> we leaving separate. We have open. This happened, but again, like I say, Jada, she handled it and she handled it well because it was like how you said she got that little subtle tone. Her little, she's small, but baby, she mighty. So it was given like been able to say we were separated. This entanglement word wouldn't even be a word. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. She kind of it off though, like yeah. Yeah, she can, and she made a she made a phrase that now everybody wants Word, to use. Right, like, 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 what's the big deal? Like, she made it that word in that dictionary has never been so prominent. Before. Yeah, I had I had sex with a man, and and that's when you know, in the in it coming out of that, they were digging into. Oh, this was his friend. He had mental issues. You know, her children friend or whatever like that. Like to try to make it seem like she was. Touching them when she I think the apology in that episode probably came from their agreement probably in 2016 is that, okay, we're going to live separate lives. We're going to be open in our relationship, but it can never, we can never try make it a public thing. And that's, I think that's what she was apologizing for is that the right. Alcina thing got out. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Way. To let him know, like, you still my friend. And I think it was hurtful. So they had to go on this apology tour between them two to make it seem like, okay, yeah, we are not, so we are separated between us. We are separated, but it was not supposed to be public. No one was mm-hmm. actually supposed to know about this. And because of the August Alcina thing, I embarrassed you and I'm sorry. I think that's yeah. what that was. Yeah, absolutely. Because now that she's coming out and saying they were separated, it explains a lot. It explains yeah. a lot. It just wasn't supposed to be a public forum for everybody to digest upon. Right. At that and time. That's what it turned into since a seven, 2016, shoot, that's seven years. Yeah, they, they did secure it for a while. good while. That was a good long time of um of yeah. silent of silent actions on the side. <laughs> right. And another thing that I really respect about Jada Pickett Smith and Will Smith is that. They don't, they like as much as talking, people been doing, like I say, a whole bunch of allegations and wanting to know what's going on behind yeah. the scenes of that relationship. Oh they only speak on and talk about what they want. You know what just came back to memory? You know what just came back to memory? What's that? When I was doing my show and we were, we were talking about this. I actually said that I believe that August Alcina did this on purpose. Mm. because he knew about the agreement between them two. Right. I don't believe he did not know about this agreement. Trying to make them go. Right. Trying to make them go. About it in the midst of the voice. Because that's what he wanted Jada. He wanted her. Yeah. I think he said something about, because he was like, I want to be with her. I want to be with her. And I think the thing was, is that she told him, I can't be with you like that. We cannot be a public relationship like that. And he was like, I'm coming out with it. I'm staying with my husband and you cannot be that known. And I think that's why he did that. That's why he was like, well, me and her were in a relationship and that she had no choice but to come out and say we were because there was all these pictures floating around of them. Right. But that was that probably wasn't what he was supposed to do, which I think that's what all of that animosity and his ritual and what he was saying about her came from because she right. was not going to leave her husband for him. Why would you? Mm-hmm. What do you have right. to offer me, little boy? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Gone somewhere. <laughs> Go in. I want you. House, I was this house, this in your PC. I'm leaving this house on this mountain, bitch. You out of your mind. Look, I was the therapist, your mental, and your physical therapist. See, like, I, live on a, I live on a mountain. You see how big this house is on this mountain? I got all my own lake right here. I'm not leaving. Are you stupid? Right. <laughs> Are you stop? <laughs> We helped you. Go ahead. You trying to put me in condo downtown to L.A. I don't want to live in L.A. downtown. I'm living mm -hmm. on this mountain. Mm -hmm. I don't need you singing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have pop. I don't need you singing to me. Yeah. <laughs> I got Will. Will had this little music too. But that was, his little, that was his little his heart. Oh, bless his little heart. That's what his heart. Oh, his heart was his, he was trying to put his heart on the sleeve. And try, I, I, he probably thought, you know, if I do this, this would make our relationship open and she'll come back. No, sorry. You ruined that. You really ain't going to get none now. Right. And you ruined your friendship with Jaden and Willow. Yes, you did. Now you embarrassed my mother. It's over. Mm. Dang, we, I we, really... we had your back when you were sick. Yeah. Yeah, we gave you a place to sit. He you know, that, right? He, he lived gave, with them. gave him a place to recuperate while he was sick. And this even week. right, and even the start of that, like that's what I'm saying, right? Because again, we ain't know all that. So even back when all of that was happening, Will wasn't even living there. <laughs> right. Exactly. He was they aware were, that he was living, but of course him. he thought it, it was in regards to that. Taking care of him. I and then you do this. And you and I, and I, it, I just don't know if I believe that you know they didn't know they was you know in a relationship that they mm -hmm. was the children. I don't, I don't know if I believe that that they didn't know, right? So because that's what I was already saying. She's I think the portrayal is of the family, and that's probably what they're feeling. The portrayal is of the family. Our stuff that we deal with it what stays in the the Smith household. What happens in the Smith household stays in the Smith household, and he fucked that up by going outside. And now you got to go. Yeah, you Don't got go. to go. <laughs> Don't come around us, because that's what I said. As much as people do talking. They talk about stuff when they are ready <laughs> and what they want to talk about. Mm -mm. That's one thing I can say about them. So I don't know, but the interview is coming on tomorrow with NBC. ABC. ABC. Yeah, ABC. I think it holds an ad tomorrow. Inc. So I'm going to be looking forward because definitely I want to see it. I don't have that. What channel was that? I got to see because. <laughs> channel two. Channel two. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think my boy. And saying or whatever, pick it up. MSNBC. I think. Oh, so it is NBC because I think I've heard them say MSNBC or something like. Oh, that. Okay, I know I had seen NBC because that that the, the lady, the lady who did the interview, that's the network or whatever that she. I thought that was Good Morning America, but yeah, I'll check real quick. I don't know. Yeah, I think she is on Good Morning America, but don't that come on NBC? That's ABC. Oh, ABC. Hi. Um, well, I don't know. It's going to come on tomorrow. Like I said, I put it out there. Y'all can Google it and everything else like that because, again, as I was seeing the little strolls or the little snippets that was coming through and interviewing, um, putting it out about this interview, yes, it's definitely out there. Well, it is it's, it's a Today Show. So, um, okay. Today Show. I'm trying to figure out where it comes on, so. 
Yes. Okay, it says um, October 13th at 8 p.m. on NBC. Okay. That's tomorrow. Friday yeah. the 13th. Look, and she came out with it on Friday the 13th. You know? <laughs> I told you it's, design. <laughs> it's all in the design. <laughs> They call on a witch. She they are not a stupid family, is what I'm getting at. This is not something right. that they are not in control of. They are in control of this whole entire thing. That is a media powerhouse right there. The Pink and right. Smith, the Smiths, they're all a media powerhouse. They know how to work the system. They didn't get where they are without knowing how to be in control of this system. Okay. You see, so they, you know, she said, okay, Will Smith was only suspended from the Oscars. Will Smith was only suspended from the Oscars. You can't tell me that's not power. Yes. He slapped somebody on, on live television and he only got a suspension. He'll be back to getting Oscars in a couple years. <laughs> right. You can't tell me that's not power. That's because power. They, they do this without him is what it seems like to me. And no charges. <laughs> And no charges. This no is a media powerhouse. They mean he, he can risk it all. He had the clout and the power to risk it all and be okay. Yeah. Because he's made, like I said, he's made several movies right now. We are anticipating I Am Legend 2. We can't wait for it to come out. Oh, yeah. That's definitely coming. <laughs> that's definitely I'm coming. Still, I'm so still sitting over here waiting for Hancock 2. Oh, my goodness. Is that that for the next year, right? I don't know. That's not even on the on the schedule yet. But I'm no. I know they're going to do it again because that was a successful superhero movie in a black room. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, that's a wrap on that. That's my <laughs> Data is exposing it all, and I had to talk about it through being smooth radio. Yeah, I live for that. I live for that. I live for power and couples love and what I like that. And again, we just don't know really. What is going on behind the scenes in a relationship? Her will know. Her will know. And it appears that they've been fine with it. So fine with me. Fine with me. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. That's family right there. That's love. That's that's the ride and live right there. Ride, 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 ride. No matter what. That, that That's what that's giving. So some other I love stuff. it. Hi. And I love it. Okay, that's I love it. I, we all can only hope and wish that we can have a relationship that's what I that, said. That, can stand, that can stand any test that is mm. forth that, that is given to it. We all have a relationship time. like that because they is nothing against is nothing that's preventing them down the line of coming back into their love, right. Exactly. Because what they did was give it a chance. They just said, okay, we never, we're going to make this promise. We're never going to divorce because we know we love each other. Right. But we, um, who wants, I mean, who can do it? I mean, I, I, I think it's already a checkered thing when you actually try to solidify yourself with one person for the rest of eternity. Yeah. That's how, that's that's how already causing fallibleness because you're human. You're going to want something and crave something outside of what you are actually in love with. You're going to always want that. You're going to see somebody walking down the street that might be looking better or looking good to you. That is going to also be a temptation. Right. And if you recognize the temptation, then you have to honestly recognize that this relationship is unrealistic, that we can only be with one person forever. 
Right. But then also, I even even in that separation, like I don't get like Jada just over there wilding out and screwing. That's what I don't believe either. I don't believe and that. I don't either. get that Will is doing that either because just I like I said, they were able to come right. together. I think that it was just like how like how she said or how she tried to explain that they just was like, you know, in this fixation of what they thought each other were. So I think it was a point. You know, they were fairly young. You know, things kept happening, coming. She's in the spotlight. He's in the spotlight. So mm -hmm. it's a lot that comes with that. You know what I'm saying? And that shit wear down on you. So it's sometimes it's like... That you can be in love with more than one person. Right. You, you can be so. in love with more than one person. You think? Yes. Oh. I, I, I'm honestly in love with more than one person right now. Oh. Honestly, yeah. if I'm on, if you be honest with yourself, you can take, you can say that I have, you know that you 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 can recognize somebody that could possibly be the love of your life. Well, that's you what I ain't in love. I ain't in love with nobody, but I want to be. <laughs> 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 but I want to be like right. Who now, I'm not, want I, that? I was with these people, but I can be in love from a distance. <laughs> right, I, right. Who don't want that? <laughs> Who don't want that? And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, how can you hate on that? If it's working for them, you know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't really look like it's any pain. You know what I'm saying? Being caused from or whatever. Like, yeah. And that's what I hear from her all the time. I hear that from her, and especially in her red table talks, uh, watching that show. I can hear from her. She's always trying to fight against hurting. Yes. Hurting herself and others. Right. So this is their method. This is their method of not hurting each other. Because what it was is when they're to get when they were together, it was tumultuous. Right. Who wants to live? And even their ability, like how we talking about this, this red table talk. Even their ability to come together around this and televise mm -hmm. them talking about her and this entanglement. Right. And seeing tears welled up in Will Smith's eyes and seeing her, you know what I'm saying? Seeing that and embracing his hurt and trying to help him process it because you know, just understanding that. So, yes, it's a powerful thing when you not only can understand someone's love for somebody's pain and still be there and acknowledge, yeah, you know what I'm saying, Even what I, because, I'm saying, because they were separated. She didn't think she didn't think that you know, now that it's out there, she didn't think that it was wrong because, right, they had this understanding they were already uh, aside from the job. But even in that moment, and a lot of people can't do that. So even if she knowing what was going on, like you said, knowing whatever, she's like, no, I embarrassed him and he's hurting and I love him and I can come, you know what I'm saying, and acknowledge how it, you know, all of that, like that, even that says a lot, yeah. man. But you I got the sense at the beginning of it, that's why she wasn't taking it too serious, too. Like, this is not that serious to me. Like, right, she was, you know, I was think it really serious. got serious when Will started expressing his hurt. Right. I think it was still like kind of an act. He was hurt, but not that hurt, because he knew. He knew. He, he knew. Right. He was like, he he right? <laughs> Will was like, let's be real. He knew that's that they cool. were together. He knew what was happening over there. I, and I'm just saying that he was doing stuff too, and his probably wasn't outed. Right. It wasn't. Remember, they was always talking about him and Margot uh, Robbie. Right. With the flirty guys. <laughs> 
And, and I don't think that it also was like included and Will was like hurt because it happened. I think it had a lot to do with how it came out. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was I'm all about that Harris got publicly outed and his didn't. But his is almost publicly outed because they kept talking about it on the set of Suicide Squad of him and Margot Robbie. Mm -hmm. Being very flirty, extra flirty with each other. It's just and that they never went anywhere to become something in August, Alcina, and Jada's dead. And and and, and you know, some allegations too about him and the men too. So I, I remember he right. Real Latisha Campbell tell that story. Oh, August Alcina ain't telling because really they was trying to say he did it. But I need you to tell that story about your husband too, Dwayne. Hello. Oh, oh, <laughs> we got to talk about that on another show. But guys, and then another thing that I wanted to talk about that was a what in the world. Yes, a few months back, not very long ago, everybody was talking about the infamous. I don't want to say infamous. But yes, Miss Carly Russell, the 26-year-old lady, yeah, you know, down in Alabama, the nursing student, who had led, she seen a toddler on that highway and was adopted. Um, some time later, you know, she returned home two days later, and then later came out and she admitted that it was all a hoax. Now, information is still not being provided on how, I mean, not how, but why exactly she did it or where she was at for these two days. But she has had her day in court. She just had a day in court on Tuesday. I keep on glancing over y'all because what I do now, because I've, I've realized y'all have seen me before and trying to report stuff. I'll be like, I'll be writing it down and it'll be all over the place and everything. So I still write down my notes. See, here with my notebook. Y'all can see it in the thing. But I'm like, no, I'm going to pull up this laptop sometimes too, you know, so it can be clear and read it straight from the day on source but miss carly russell had her date in court you guys on tuesday was it tuesday yes tuesday of this week and she was found guilty yes miss russell has been charged with one count of false reporting to law enforcement authorities one count of falsely reporting an incident both charges are class A misdemeanors. Um, she has been ordered to pay $831 for each misdemeanor, and as well as almost $18,000 in restitution, $17,894 to be exact. And I think that is a response to you know all the city services and all of the agencies that came out in the effort to look for her in this alleged abduction. Now, this happened back on July the 13th. I told y'all not this long ago. It is October. So even within that time, now she has already had a day in court. Um, even in being found guilty, okay, what was another part of it is that they're trying to get her with these classes, a misdemeanor is trying to get her to pay these fines for each misdemeanor, the restitution, but then they also want to give her up to a year in jail. And that is the basis as to why Funny her lawyer came out and said that they are appealing it. She Funny said, we've been able to convict her so fast, and we still got to wait to 2024 for Donald Trump. Interesting. I'm just saying. Say it again. 
It's funny how they convicted her so fast in a couple of months, and we still got to wait to 2024 for Donald Trump. Oh, I heard you. I, I okay. just wanted to, I just wanted to, say, it I just wanted to say it again Thank for the people in the back. All right. That, 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 that's behind the scenes. For the man that's been lying, 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 lying. Now, I'm making no excuse. We had talked about it before from what Carly Russell did. But again, when I talked to him, I said, it's not the worst. And the, the basis into which her lawyer is now calling for this appeal is solely not for the restitution, what I was thinking, like, okay, well, the city services came out. She didn't say that she was abducted, but I guess in the whole host of reporting that she's seen and how she set it up, that's what it was assumed. So city services, all type of agencies, you know, were brought in to try to locate her. So I'm thinking that's what the restitution is regard to. But her lawyer is saying that these charges are class A misdemeanors. Where has anyone received jail time for a class A misdemeanor? Mm -hmm. Yes, they're trying to give Miss Carly Russell up to one year, and her lawyer says that it is just not right. Now, initially, y'all know Russell, she pleaded not guilty. Um, initially, when you know the charges came about and stuff like that, and her attorney is Emory Anthony. Um, and, and when I say what they are appealing about, she is the one who came up with a statement and was explaining why they are um, what are appealing because they disagree with any jail time. So I, I think at this point, Ms. Russell and, you know, getting, getting all the information and getting supported by her counsel was like, look, girl, pay that money, that restitution and everything else like that. Again, what is the jail time what is the uh -huh. jail Because what is the jail time going to solve? What is it? What is it going to solve? It's not going to solve anything. She's not a hardened criminal. Whatever she was doing, she did it to herself. Right, because they still. I mean, she still has Don't to make her pay for it. Don't put her in jail. Wasting that's more taxpayer dollars going to foot the bill for her living somewhere. Why would you do that? That's kind of stupid if you want her to pay you $17,000 in restitution. She can't do that from prison. She make pennies on a dollar if you put her in prison, where she can right. make a full-time job and give you 25% of her pay. How right. dumb is that to put her in jail? It's dumb. It's dumb. You're going to make us pay for her to go to jail, to go sit up and, and watch TV all day. Sit up and watch TV all day. What, you, what does that make sense, doing? Like, How does that make sense? And even I know a lot of people that would want to go sit up and watch TV all day. <laughs> right. And even in the instances, you know what I'm saying? Like, when it's all occurred, you know, we was talking about it. I was like, it's definitely with something going on with her. Um, isn't, that really, isn't that a real abduction? <laughs> when you go to jail? Isn't that the real? That's the real abduction. So you're yeah, just going to abduct her, really. <laughs> they, trying to snatch her, they trying to snatch her off the street. Right. And abduct her to a prison. But it's being and. <laughs> Yes, yes. So she fakes well, an abduction. She fakes an abduction, and you want to abduct her for real. <laughs> well, yeah, she was allegedly. Well, well, we know it wasn't allegedly. We but, know what kind of know, trauma comes from jail. Was, Why would you traumatize her for real? Right. She was going forty nine hours. She was going forty nine hours <laughs> when she pulled the guy to death. They wanted to make, make her go on for three hundred sixty five days. I got to figure out how many hours that is. But why would you? That's why I say you can tell she was going through something, and I'm just assuming that because even to pull off this hoax of this magnitude, there was some kind of trauma. There's some kind of trauma, some mental yes, breakup, so and you know the story with saying to give her more mental instability. Right. Well, her lawyer, her attorney, 
Miss Anthony, she said, under the circumstances of this being a class A misdemeanor, and not only a class A misdemeanor, but her first offense. Mm. Her first. Her first offense. She said, if you can find where someone was put in jail, bring the file to me. And then I'll look at it. <laughs> they are not put in jail. So we totally disagree with that. So that's the basis of them going up for the appeal. I, I haven't seen anything like she was against paying the money or anything else like that. But yeah, the 800 and something dollar per misdemeanor and then almost $18,000 in uh, restitution. And we talked about it with that before. You remember you were saying that you was playing the adversary advocate, but you know, we were saying that like, but she never said she was. Right. I was going to say that too. She never, she didn't tell her mother to call the police. Her mother took it upon herself to do that. She just said she's seen a baby, but she did set she it up. Though, she she, she did set it up as if to make it look like she got abducted off the side of this room. And again, we still haven't ruled out the kidnap theory. We haven't ruled that out. That them kidnappers didn't say, you can shut your mouth or we're going to kill your whole yeah, family. Because I'm saying they was there fast and they responded real fast. And I know that they was looking on surveillance cameras and stuff like that. There's still so many questions that I have. But I'm like, who came and got her? Cause she can travel through the woods <laughs> by herself. Like somebody met her at the end of something, and she didn't go far because again, when she came home with that story on July the fifteenth, that they let her go. She still had this money in her pocket. She ain't had no shoes on, walking through the woods or whatever else like that. Like that's people already knew it was like a little. Wait a minute, man. Well, you say what? You say what? People was already saying that when they were saying she left a phone and a wig and all that behind but then you know just even that like yeah somebody met her i don't know what it was you know they were saying that it she was trying to get attention from her boyfriend or whatever mm. else like that but yeah it's just crazy and i'm just looking at her picture now over in her little this picture took unless she walked up into the the thing and baby face just looked like she going through something mentally and still like 26 years old and just that name. Would she ever get a job? She was in nursing school. You think? Hmm. You think? It's a class thing. I, mean, I don't think anything is preventing her from becoming she can a get nurse. That expunged. She, probably she probably can't do it in her hometown. <laughs> right. She can get that expunged. And again, like we said, as far as the jail time, it wasn't a violent crime. Mm -hmm. Wasn't a violent crime, even though it was being assume that something violent probably happened to her when she was adopted. Yeah, but it was assumed. You can't assume. Right. But that's how she did it. She did the hopes to make it with your name. Yes, more Nothing like that. I think that was her celebrating going to a school something or whatever else like that. But now she mm, she mm, <laughs> she, she looking like mm, yeah, so don't traumatize the girl no more. The girl was going through something and like I took off for her before, not making an excuse, but she was young. All of us have done some dumb stuff to get a, a, attention from friends or girlfriends and stuff like that when we was younger in love. I don't know mm -hmm. if that was the case. But at the same time, it was not the worst thing. It was out there. It, it was out there. But and again, I don't think she thought that her family was going to... I, I just don't even know why she had to do all that. Call the police. So she definitely was trying to say, <laughs> like, 
Then she called the police. She could have just called, but then they still would have called the police because she was on the phone with somebody. And like, ah, screamed and all that stuff. Go ahead, Carly. Well, if you can't get a job in nursing or anything on that, girl, definitely go on the active. And girl, definitely go somewhere and to all of your legal stuff is said and done. Definitely go somewhere. Sell your story. I think they already got something out that looks like a Lifetime movie. Not necessarily on Lifetime, but I've seen something. The lady was seeing the baby on the highway. But <laughs> definitely tell your story. Girl, do some interviews and put this information out here. Like, use it to your advantage. If you are looking, Miss Card, like, for real. Use it to your advantage. Do some interviews. Tell the whole story. Tell the stuff that people don't know. The why you did it and where you was at. And what she was going through and, and different stuff like that. Like, seriously, she can really flip this around for her. I'm telling you, if it don't happen, there's more to the story. Now, if none of that, what you just said happens, right? the story and why she can't talk. Mm. And why she will never talk. Because mm. you were trying to say that it did. Well, I mean, you know, not saying that it did, but remember we got on that throwing out the different scenarios and the possibilities. We don't have evidence that none of the stuff that she said happened to her did not happen. And mm -hmm. again, the, the problem was is that she was all over the TV screens in less than 24 hours. She wasn't even missing 24 hours before the, she was all mm -hmm. over the TV screen about her being abducted. And these people and, say, and you say, them and that, let's say, we're going to let you go. We, we had no choice. We can't escape. But we, she, we, she, she, you better not say nothing. Right. She already gave a description of the people that was after her, that, you know, that was uh, you know, after her. Like nobody with no red or... <laughs> I'm just about, you know, I'm And the just girl saying. that pulled them and feeding her cheeses. That, but see, that's but what I'm saying. Them, she pulled no them from the Come on disprove <laughs> her story because she's not talking. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's a reason for her not to not talk because they know everything about her. Her family whereabouts, if they haven't moved and they still stay in that same house, you you cute. Mm. The limits for what can happen. She could go, the mother could go to the grocery store and her and see she find up missing and found in a dumpster. And somewhere. all of that. So what I'm saying is that like, yeah, it goes you already real. came out, you already came out and, and said whatever you lied on. So again, do a movie, write a movie, write a keep book. Lying. Just keep on lying. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why she's not gonna do it. Write a book, get you some money. Cause you I don't, don't know this girl. She probably wasn't a liar in the first place. And right, but, right, but mm, but look, <laughs> you got this restitution to pay. Cause I don't know if you're feeling oh, that. Oh yeah, that part. <laughs> Write your book, do some interviews, even you know, if you don't really want to like talk about what really happened. At least you can tell that part. <laughs> so if that was the case and she really was adapted and for whatever reason she had to go along with that she lied. And it was a host. What I'm saying is that use it to your advantage. So you you're not talking about the connectors. Talk about the why, where you was at. Did you hear what I said? What's that? That restitution better get in line with my student loans. Oh. <laughs> she gonna have it. I mean, just the loan. You know what I'm saying? Somebody to hear her story about the why, where you was at, why you did it. Damn, bam. Mm. They still talking about it, and then now, especially if she charged, and then especially if it go through, baby, and some type of way she get this time, she better have a go from me. <laughs> they already have some. Help. 
get some help with um and hopefully that fund got enough money to pay the restitution because then she'd be mm -hmm. all she'd be good. They already had one, but I think they had they remember the family had one. I saw, it, yeah, I saw it when they was looking for it though. That was when they <laughs> right. When the they, probably, was the they probably had to get that money back. <laughs> right. And maybe they did all of that because, like I said, you said school loans. Nursing school ain't cheap. It's not. She got student loans. Maybe it was. I don't that's know. What I said, that's student, that restitution got to get in line with them student loans. Maybe she was overwhelmed. I... And this real part. Oh, shoot. I wish I could bring my best friend over here. You know, she went through nursing school. She's a full-fledged registered nurse. And she right. Like, it was not easy. It was right. Not what I'm saying, her being young, 26 years old, it could have been a whole bunch of stuff. I okay, think she actually was, out, she went through some mental. That it was about the voice line, but I, I actually think my best friend would actually say, and I'm just speaking for her right now. But if she was here, I think she would actually say she probably did went through some mental instability through the course of nursing school. Right, I'm sure. Because it was hard. It was very hard. She said it was hard. I'm sure. Out, it was, and she was going. She went to school for a long time to finish it. And it was right. like, she said it was hard. I'm and sure. Full time, and then full maybe time it was the pressures. Right. See, they were saying it was about the boyfriend, but remember, it, it definitely could have had the, just the pressures of that. The pressures to do well by your family, your mom, your dad. All of that. You know? All of that. And the boyfriend could have been an issue. The family could have been an issue. Her working a full time job could have been an issue. And trying to complete nursing school. That's a lot on one person. Right. And, only, and it only happens to the poor. Right, because no one, how you know, anybody above that don't have to suffer that because they just go to school. They don't have to work. They go to school. They complete their four year degree and come out and get a job. No, not for us. Not for us. Our skin folk. We gotta mm -hmm. work and go to school and get the student loans. Then we gotta worry about paying all that stuff back. And then we gotta try to create a relationship. And then scramble to get employment because they want you to have scramble <laughs> to get employment. All that stuff. That stuff is mounting. Because they want you to have experience, and you're like, I just got out of school all these years. <laughs> True, for one thing, for sure, she's definitely damn famous now. That's why I say, you got do a movie, do an interview, Carly. Yeah, work the same. <laughs> do the Carly Russell story. That's what I say. She probably not going to be able to get employed anywhere for a while, as far as em employment is concerned, but she better work this public relations. Yeah. <laughs> you better work it, girl. Get that money. Right. I'm sure, um, like I said, good morning. We was just talking about Good Morning America, Jada Pinkett Smith on today. Somebody will pay her for an interview. Yes. Get and it. Be, and what I'm saying, and when I say you better get paid for this interview, I'm talking about you better get enough money to pay the restitution and to pay your student loans off. So I'm talking in an hour. When somebody asks you for that interview, you better be talking about 50 grand or more. Or more. Or more. She hey, definitely can get it. Your life up financially. She definitely can get it. So yeah. I'll come back. I'll give y'all update on that to see what's going on about this appeal. If it was a granted or you know whatever they gonna look. Um, but again, it doesn't look like they were against paying the fines for the misdemeanors or the restitution. But the lawyer was like, jail time, not having it, and I don't blame them. One last thing that I want to bring up that was like a what and a what for me. Because, like, guess what? People be in these government. We talk about Trump all the time. I ain't even really trying to talk about him this show. Y'all see what's going on. We got 91 counts, all these indictments. He's still, they still trying to get him on the ballot and all that other stuff. But guess what? Um, There's a whole bunch of various judges overseeing all that other stuff. But I'm making a mention of Trump, not exactly to talk about Trump, but to talk about a judge in Oklahoma. Uh, this judge, 
50 years old, Tracy Soderstrom. Yes, Tracy Soderstrom of Oklahoma, a petition by the Chief of Justice of Oklahoma, John Cain, has actually been just released. I think this was on Wednesday to, to recommend her removal. And they want to recommend her removal because <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. It is not funny, though, because, again, when people get put in these positions, you expect them to have a certain conduct, a certain ethnic behind them or whatever. But what they are alleging that the judge did was head in a stage of exchange of over 500 inappropriate text messages to a bailiff while she was overseeing a murder trial. Yeah, she just got elected into her <laughs> And to her seat in November of 2022, and her term was to go through through January 2027. But now the chief of justice there is calling for her removal. <laughs> Basically, they are saying she was sending all types of messages during this trial. And it was a trial where she was overseeing the murder for a guy that had supposedly beat his girlfriend's two-year-old to death. So let me just give you an example of some of the, the, the taxes that they were saying that the judge was uh, was sending out. And this happened, I think it happened back like in June. Um, yes, this was a case that she was overseeing in June of this year. Uh, some controversy started, I guess they started looking into it because like in July, I don't know from like the the records or how they televised or whatever, people had questions and were saying like that she was strolling through her phone a lot or they noticed her strolling through her phone a lot during the trial. So it was discovered. Yeah, that, that was back. The trial was in June. They started having questions in July. Like, Miss Judge was on her phone a whole bunch during this murder trial, which was real, real, real serious. But it came out this Wednesday that she was. She was on that phone, and the majority of what she was doing was sending these inappropriate text messages to the bailiff. So to give you all examples, like I was getting to, um, she made a comment about one of the officers who <laughs> took the stand. She said, he's pretty. I can look at him all day. Now, they didn't mention the name of the bailiff or anything else like that, because I guess as they were looking at it and wondering why she was on the phone, I don't know how they got the information that she was even texting the bailiff or like the bailiff came forward or what happened or what occurred. Um, but she also made comments about the district attorney, Adam Pantler. And why I say it's funny, not that what she did, but the stuff that she was saying, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, she's 50 years old. She's a judge, girl. You just got in there doing a murder trial, something so detrimental, someone on trial for killing, beating a two-year-old baby to death. Like, come on judge she said about the district attorney and adam patton she said why does he have baby hands they are so weird looking <laughs> she also posed and sent a, a text about a drawer saying definitely wearing a wig <laughs> so it was stuff like that pause what they were saying like it was inappropriate in the course <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to entertain our damn self she was, but you both of them managed to the trial. She was bored. She was bored. <laughs> and and they sent over 500 texts to this bailiff. <laughs> and this bailiff was 
you know, keeping a straight face and her keeping a straight face because they ain't say she was yuck laughing or anything. They just know that she was strolling through her phone. So and she was sex messages. Text messages didn't have anything to do with the case. Right. And But how many meetings, Marnie? We, I don't know. I've been to meetings. I ain't no judge. Not that that statement or whatever. But I have been in meetings. I told y'all, I told y'all a little bit about my history and my career advocacy and stuff. I have been in court sometimes. Have been in very important meetings. And been bored, and there been things we had to say. And me and my colleagues, we text, mm -hmm. and we talking about a whole bunch of stuff. But that's not a, excuse the judge conduct, because judge, you always been paying attention to the trial. You just got in there in November twenty twenty two. You always been doing the five she years. She was paying attention. She was paying attention very well. She knew she details was. of people she that was. were there. That she was talking about. The, um, she was. She was. <laughs> the attorney had baby hands. She was very attentive. She was critiquing everybody else. She, she talked about, talk about the district attorney hands. She talked about so that's why it was funny to me. Not necessarily because even in reading in a lot of the comments, like oh my god, that's not the most hilarious, but it just made me think about times when I've been in situations that pose have been very serious in meetings, and I was bored out my mind, or I had things to say that I knew was inappropriate, or other people had things to say they knew was inappropriate. We couldn't say it out loud, but we surely did wear them text out. And then you know too, amongst black people, I don't know what thing too. You know we got a thing with looks, mm. and to do all that other stuff. So a lot of times in those situations, one of the text messages said, mm, "He, I can look at him all day. All day, yeah, he pretty. I, I can look at him all day." <laughs> that, was, that was about one of the four pieces. So that's making me think that the bailiff was a female as well, but it might not have been. I don't know. They haven't put out the name about the bachelor or who she was, because I'm guessing she kind of like what they call them, whistleblowers. Like, she came, she shared the text messages, because they got all 500 of them. They say over 500. And, yeah, the Chief of Justice says she has to go. This conduct is <laughs> unacceptable. You just don't do that. It shows that she does not have the right temperament to be a judge. Like, it's too, yeah. He ain't like nothing about it that it didn't came out. So we don't know. It just was a what in the world. Oh, wait a minute, though. I'm saying that, uh, now, now, now we joking, but here's some serious stuff, because she did start talking about the trial. Oh, she did? And um, and another message, um, Soderstrom snarked that the prosecutors just couldn't accept that a mom could kill her ch her kid so they went after the next person available. That's about the trial. That's, that's completely wrong. Ooh. So, uh, so that says that all of the Texas and being inappropriate, it wasn't that it was funny and her was something. Oh yeah, she yeah, definitely see, was. It probably wouldn't have been a problem. I think it wouldn't have been a problem had she not added something about the trial in her text messages. Mm. And kind of already it had. It would have been unprofessional, but it right. wouldn't have been. But you now, you now was talking about the trial that you are over. Here we go with that word overseeing again. Right. <laughs> this is <laughs> something that you are actually supposed to be overseeing. She's not. I mean, she's she's a judge in name only because there's a jury. Right. But she's supposed to be overseeing and keeping making sure procedure is being done. Right. True that. But I don't think that they one supposed to be on their phones. Um, and then again, if she was also making statements no, she's a like judge. that, she can use all, kinda, all the 
She it kind of puts you in the, the, the mind frame that she already had, like some type of judgment, because she basically was saying, oh, the mama did it, and then the boyfriend, or so. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. It wasn't that she was using her phone, because she can use all the tools at her disposal as the judge. It was the, the, the fact that she, I, I, now I'm really seeing that it's the fact that she was talking about the case in her text messages. That's the major problem. Yeah. Not yeah. that she was even talking about the people in the courtroom because that's just banter. It's the case that's the problem. Now you done brought up the mom could kill her kid that you talk about the case. That's direct right. interference in that case. Right, and just overall, I th- I think they just they they offended. Well, the chief of justice anyway, and some of his com- um comments. Well, yeah, he's he talking procedural. That's what the chief justice. Yeah, how come that just demonstrates neglect? Yeah, yeah, yeah they say just gross misconduct. Like mm-hmm. you don't do that sitting it's on no there as a judge, and and this was her first murder trial. This was her first murder trial that she was under. So I guess they wanted to take it more serious. And it's being malfeasance. What's the word? It's malfeasance. Mm. It's wrongdoing. Right. Well, <laughs> she's suspended. She's suspended, but she's suspended with pay. So I'll give y'all hey, an update on take, that. Yeah, judge, you can't take a judge's pay from because she's she's an elected official. Right. So I'll be giving y'all an update on that. Yes, I definitely am. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what happened if they gonna send her up all her seats. For these comments, um, I believe so, but we gonna see. Cause y'all know how I come through. If it's your news, I'm gonna give it our booze. My time is up, baby, and I'm telling you, time flies. It always does when you're having a good time and when you're talking. But I'll be back next week, Thursday at seven. God willing, in God's way, I'll be here. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what to give. It's more to life than dying. So yep. You better live. God loves you. God bless you. I'm the goddess Chaz, Chaz Rowe, the Empress Lady Cake Mix. Come back next week and get your fix. Because, you know, I'm going to be all up in the mix. It has to be exposed. Let's go. See you next week.